Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Land Grant Holy Land's I-70 football show, where we discuss the entire Big Ten from Rutgers to Ohio State. You can catch us every Monday breaking down the major games, storylines, and preview in the next week's slate. If you love the Big Ten, pack a bag, jump in the car, and enjoy the ride. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Williams, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dante. Uh, what's up, Dante? How you doing? What's up, everybody? What's up, Jordan? How you doing, man? How you doing? Man, I'm good. I think I said this the last time, but it's just a week close to the football season. Uh, actually, when this episode drops, we'll be in game week. We'll have games. Yeah. Yep. A college football game. So we actually have a game to preview for that week. I mean, I can't be much better than that. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's been a while. I, uh, y'all can't tell, but I got on my uh, Najee Harris Steelers jersey right now. So I'm really excited for football. Oh, yeah. And we have the... Uh, the Bears, Bills preseason game on in the background. I'm getting ready to buy my uh, my uh, Justin Fields Bears jersey. So I don't. This is random, but like, do you do you like jerseys? Like, really like jerseys? I never bought jerseys. I don't really wear them. But like now, I'm like, maybe it's because I, I have a job and can afford them a little bit. I want to start buying jerseys a little bit more. So I've always wanted jerseys in a way. Like certain players' jerseys, but um, I'm in, I'm indifferent. They're kind of like it's like I feel the same way about Jordans. Like I wouldn't actively buy Jordans, but I I see the appeal, and like and like for me, I like certain people's jerseys. I'm gonna buy. So like you know, I got my Kobe's. I'd buy a Shaq right now. I want to get a Troy Polamalu. Songs like stuff like that. Yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at with it, honestly. Like, I got a Darius Leonard jersey, but I got that one for free. Uh, Justin Fields is, like, the first football jersey that, like, I really wanted to buy. Um, I'm probably going to get, like, a Kenny Moore or, like, a Jonathan Taylor jersey or something like that for the Colts. And then 
I want to get um, a LeBron jersey. I actually want to get all three LeBron jerseys. I want to get a jersey from each of his stops. Okay. And then I want to get a D-Wade jersey because he's my favorite player of all time. And I still want a uh, uh, USA Kobe jersey, that, number 10. That would go crazy. I want one. Uh, I'm never going to get one because they're expensive. They got to be. Yeah. They got to be. But my thing, my thing with jerseys, especially with like the LeBron and like the uh, D Wade ones and stuff, I don't really like wearing jerseys. So like, I want them for when I get a house. Yeah, I want framing and like put them in my man cave. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I'm gonna get like two or three uh, wears out of them and then put them up. Yeah. So, um, I like jerseys, but they be expensive. I, the, I don't. I just don't think anyone really looks good in jerseys. Basketball jerseys are a little bit different, but like football jerseys are just so big. It's just yeah, like, yeah, no, it's, it's it's more for the aesthetic. Yeah, maybe in the two thousands when everything was supposed to be big, you could rock a jersey. Oh yeah, easily. But like nowadays, I'm like, and then like everything's tight now too. So like you have all these like skinny jeans with this jersey that looks like a dress. I don't know how we got on this topic. But <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so. To get into the actual episode, this is our fourth and final installment of preview because, as I mentioned, next week we have games, and the week after that is actually week one. Next week is week zero, so we don't have as many games, but it's the start of football. So, Big 10 at that. Yep. Uh, yeah, we do have a Big 10 game in week zero. It's actually going to be a pretty solid game, especially if you like the Big Ten. Like, if you're like an SEC or ACC person or whatever, you probably don't care. But if you're listening to this, you obviously like the Big Ten. I don't know, man. ACC and uh, and Pac-12 is it? Was it? They they should start paying attention now, huh? Since uh, yeah, there's a chance they could be merging, right? It's it makes sense. I no one. Those other, it's not, it's not, it's not like no one cares about those other conferences, but it just makes more sense to just make them smaller because it, 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 I want to say maybe like, what's it, I can't think of the word, but it's a lot less clutter. Yeah. In my eyes, if you just kind of do like three or four instead of what was it like eight, something like that, nine, nine, and then you got to go lower and lower and like double H or way. So it's like, might as well. Let's ruin the NCAA anyway. <laughs> the, well, the NCAA is already ruined, as we saw with the Baylor thing, where, like, there was no punishment issued for all that, like, sexual assault and everything. Like, the NCAA has no control whatsoever. I do think the alliance is interesting because, like, essentially everybody's just like, yeah, the SEC screwed everybody. They're too close to ESPN. And ESPN screws everybody. They're going to try to get, you know, this playoff and all this other kind of stuff in the favor. And then I saw another report who who knows if it's accurate, but like I saw another report that people feel like the SEC is going to like go under everyone with the playoff. So currently in the playoff, what was proposed is there's six, there's six, um, what's it called? Automatic bids based on like conference championships. People are saying that that they think that the SEC might try to go around that and get rid of auto bids, so it's just twelve spots. And if it's just twelve spots, the SEC could get like seven in. So people fear that they may kind of go, huh? Could they? I feel like there's only like four good SEC teams. Well, they would get those four in every year. I mean, and you don't think the Big Ten to get like three in every year? Well, that's the thing. So. 
the Big Ten is never worried about this, but the 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 Big Twelve, Pac twelve, and ACC would be because they would only get in Clemson. And well, the Pac twelve may not get in at all. I mean, oh no, I just forgot. And like, because a few years down the road, when they get Oklahoma and Texas, yeah, yeah they take more spots. Uh, yeah, that's what they're talking about. So like, they think, like, so people are mad because. But, but that's the SEC has been. Eh, for like a decade now, not it hasn't been like a few years. They they've only produced at a time maybe one or good, one or two good teams. Like Stanford hasn't been like elite in a while, stuff and teams like that. So like Oregon hasn't been good since Baylor. Baylor hasn't been good since RG three, and then of course the NCAA yeah. flopped on doing what they were supposed to do with them. So yeah, I think everyone knows that the SEC is going to get teams in. The problem is that. People fear that the SEC, like if you don't have the automatic bids, conference like they fear that SEC teams will get in over conference champions. Oh, okay, and, and, and you're probably right because I've there has been times where there were some SEC teams with three L's kind of ranked pretty high just because they were SEC teams. Yeah. 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 So like that's I, I think it, I don't know if the report is true that people think the SEC is going to do that, but at least that was put. I can see it happening. Exactly. And then with the way that they're close to ESPN and all that kind of stuff, we don't know, you know, who at the Big Ten's pulling strings at the SEC, that kind of stuff. So the alliance makes sense. I'm just interested to see what it's actually going to be like. What like there's so many options aside from just like scheduling games. There's, you know, there's just a lot of questions out about like what they're actually going to do. And so I just want to see But they said that, you know, it might come out early next week. So. We will see. Okay. We're we going to see. we going to see. It's going to be interesting. That's all I know. Yeah. It's going to be fun. The next few years of college sports all together is going to be hilarious. Oh, um, yeah. Because this isn't just about – this doesn't really just affect football. No. That's the thing that people forget because all these, all these decisions are made for football, but it affects everything. Like, people are talking about that. Like, yeah, um – all these schools should join the Pac-12 or, like, people should go and get Miami, all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, you forget, like, football can travel because there's so many people that get private jets. But, like, your volleyball team, yeah, go, like, people were like, the Pac-12. Maybe wrestling. Yeah, they're like, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 should merge. And it's like, okay, well, WVU is still in the Big 12. And they're already far from all the Texas schools. Now you're saying WVU has to go play volleyball on Tuesday against Arizona? Right. Mm. Mm. That's not going to work. <laughs> That's expensive. And they take buses or they take commercial flights. Like football, nobody cares about that. You can find that money. They can charge it anyway because football's traveling party is stupid. And, like, and, and, and you know... That's and that's why what blows me is because that money, you know, when when the football when football brings in all that money to them schools, the schools have to spend it so it doesn't look like a profit. I don't understand why you wouldn't spend it on your other sports so they can travel, just like football because they football got enough money. The football teams, if they're good, they got enough money. Yeah, I mean, they, like Alabama always use uh, uh, uh lifting and uh. Workout areas have been renovated like every two years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they do give money. The, they do fund the other sports essentially. Yeah, but they don't fund them well. I see. Like, 
you know, they get the they get the minimum up through. I see. Get them some uniforms every five years or something. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's tragic. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think like the other school, the other sports are gonna. Because like baseball and co- college baseball isn't as popular as it once was. I don't think. No. So I don't know how much money. Oof. Good lord. Yeah. Andy Dalton just got. Oof. This is why Justin Fields don't need to play. Let Andy Dalton take these hits till they get that offensive line figured out. Cause that's tragic. That's rude. That's so wild. That's so wild. Um, I we we probably should get into some because uh, we've been <laughs> ten minutes in and haven't talked about nothing. Not not nothing really. Nothing really. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So in this episode, like like I said, this is our fourth and final preview episode. Our last tier is. Big Ten championship team, so we only have two. If you've been following along, if you if the math is math, then you know that the last two teams are Ohio State and Wisconsin. Yes, sir. That should also not surprise anybody. There are some people who are picking like Iowa and stuff like that, but what? I don't believe in that. Really? People, you've seen it. People are a lot higher on Iowa than either of us are. I I mean, ranked for a little bit, but not for long. No. And, and the thing is, their schedule is harder. I don't think people are looking at their schedule. Like, I get that, like, I, not that we have to Iowa conversation, but, like, I get that they're bringing people back and they look strong at the end of last year and that kind of stuff. But they have one of the harder schedules, too. Like, someone had Indiana going 11-1, and one, and it's like, we're both high on Indiana. The Indiana schedule is too hard to go 11-1. and one. They're going to be lucky to go 10-2. and two. So... But let's. You want to start with uh, Wisconsin? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, we can do Wisconsin. So we're starting with starting with Wisconsin. Wisconsin is almost always good. Um, they had a. I don't want to say. A, I don't want to say they had a down year last year. Well, for their standards, they had a down year. Since we're only since we're only talking about two teams, we're also going to do a little bit more of a deep dive into these teams, just to you know give a little bit more because these are the teams that you know at least. According to us, we think that you should really focus on. Right. So, for our weekly shout out of pick six previews, one thing that I think is interesting that we didn't really get a chance to talk about with the other teams because we didn't get to go that far in depth with them is um, where, again, according to pick six previews, where their units rank and who they have on their team that's projected to be um, all Big Ten first team and second team, and I think this is important, you know, at least for these teams, since we have a little bit more time to kind of talk about it, because it kind of, I think, explains why we think they're going to be here, and we both are really high on them, like, I, I think, I just think they're the best, um, what is it, the West, right? Yep. Yeah. They're they're probably the best team in, in the West, that would be probably coming out of the West, and... I I don't know. I don't think Iowa because Iowa has to face Wisconsin. So there's no way I think Iowa's gonna be in the Big Ten championship game if they have to face Wisconsin. Exactly. Uh so just to, before we, you know, start giving our opinion and stuff on a lot of this, um the projected all Big Ten players from Wisconsin uh is their tight end Jake Ferguson, which shouldn't surprise anyone. Wisconsin has a good tight end. 
Um, but one thing that is kind of surprising is that it's their tight end over Ohio State's tight end and over Iowa's tight end because Iowa typically has the better tight ends. Um, the other one is Logan Bross, who's an offensive lineman. I also imagine that that is not surprising to anyone. Um, the one thing that's kind of surprising is that their running back is on second team because you could argue for a while that Wisconsin had the best running back. Uh, I mean, Ohio State has good running backs, but Wisconsin's line of running backs has just been crazy. I'm, well, it's actually, that's not surprising because we you you said it you said it yourself when we talked about Minnesota, and I and I agree that, that they well, have the best running back in the yeah, country. Muhammad Ibrahim is. So when I say surprising, I don't mean with the actual people because mm-hmm. Muhammad is better. I just think it's surprising for their history that they typically have the better mm-hmm. running back. Mm-hmm. So that the fact that like Minnesota has it this year is like, dang, what happened? Ohio State not on here. I actually disagree. for running back. Yeah, I, so I agree with that from the instance of like a preview. Oh, I, I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, there is two running backs. Yeah, they have Travion Henderson on here. Yeah, I, I as soon as I said it and then I saw it, like, oh, wait, no, that's a lie. No, it's cool because I, I didn't see there was two running backs, so I was about to agree with you. Yeah. But yeah, they have Travion. They have uh, Jalen Berger, their running back, who is actually pretty solid for real. Um, He's not – what they used to have, but they had to dip eventually. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're not always going like, to. They can build. You never know what he might do this season. Anymore. Right. So it's like, so they, they're probably like, they can probably, um, what's the word? I'm losing my words today, guys. I'm so sorry. But uh, develop. Yeah, they can develop. Them. They can develop. But, um, how many years in a row can you have 2,000-yard rushers before the football gods are In college yeah. football? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> well, obviously, but, like, eventually, eventually <laughs> I, think, I think that can almost never, never go out. I think that's a fire that can always happen. No, no, no. I'm saying one team. How many years in a row? Yes. Yep. It's not as common as you think. Wisconsin's, I, like, the only one that does it. I know, and I still think uh, – I, I, which is crazy to me because, because like – the way Ohio State, and we're going to get into them later, but the way Ohio State's run on people, uh, the Clemson themselves, you, we, you know how we don't like – we only we, we don't like Clemson just because of their coach, mm-hmm. if, if no one knows that by now. <laughs> it's literally just because of Dabo. Other than that, I, I like Clemson. But <laughs> I don't have one good thing to say about Dabo Sweeney. No, not a single thing. It's a terrible like, thing. Like, I'm going to put it this way. If you think I'm hard on Jim Harbaugh, you don't want to hear my pain on Dabo Sweeney. My my hardness on Jim Harbaugh is just because he's a he's a, he's better, a bad coach. Yeah. He's a better coach that he's shown, and it's a really it's annoying. It's like it's like you know when you're when you're mean to someone because you're disappointed. Yep, like that's why. Like I but, I just genuinely don't like Dabo. Sweeney. No, Dabo's a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. I do not care for that man. No. I'm still waiting for him to uh, step down from his coaching job. Yeah, because NIL. And then he tried to play. Oh, yeah, I didn't say that. NIL is good. No, no, no. You said No, no, you said it. There's <laughs> video <laughs> evidence. It was video evidence. Literally. Come on now. Now, you were recorded, man. That was in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> man, but so going to the defense, uh, Wisconsin has linebacker Jake Sanborn on defense first team, and then they have DB Caesar Williams, which is a surprise to me because when did Wisconsin get good DBs? Like they've always been good. Uh, apparently DBs. this year. Yeah. Or last year. So I think um, – Well, I mean, they they're pretty high last year in uh, 
in the past defense. So, yeah, maybe that's why. That's why they on here. No, I agree. That's but that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. I won't say that people are down on Wisconsin, right? But people aren't as high on them as we are, and I'm just not seeing why. Yeah, I'm confused. I, in my eyes, if we were gonna have to, because I don't know who sent. I don't know if it was you or somebody else that sent me something, but how? Oh, it was you because you had tagged me on Twitter. Uh, by the way, uh, follow me on Twitter. Cause I'm gonna just do it now. Since I brought it up, but follow me on Twitter at uh, Dante RM ten two two one six. But how high Michigan Michigan was on that? So I'm, I so it's just if I think if any other team could make it out the Big Ten if Ohio State just out of nowhere just disappeared, it'd be Wisconsin. Honestly, and here's the thing: if we're if we're honestly talking about it, right? There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams nationally who do not want to see Wisconsin. No, Ohio State doesn't want to see Wisconsin. Not really. They pull it out, but they don't want to see Wisconsin. Like, uh, I, I, I tell you right now, uh, Clemson. I don't think Clemson no. wants to see. Wisconsin. Alabama would beat Wisconsin. I, I, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm yeah. sure that Alabama would beat Wisconsin. I'm sure Ohio State would beat Wisconsin. I'm sure Oklahoma would beat Wisconsin. I'm not sure. I'm not completely sure Oklahoma would. The only reason I say Oklahoma is their offense is just so good. But they don't want to see it because, like, they're going to leave that. They're going to feel that game. You know how, like, sometimes you lose a fight. It's like, I lost, but, like, he felt it. Mm -hmm. He got a black eye, bloody nose. Because it's like, it's like, who actually lost that game? Yeah. That that fight. It's it's like, on the scoreboard, you won, but just split decision, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be one of it. I just think, but actually, I mean, you might be right. I don't know. I, 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 there's a lot. I'll tell you right now, Georgia. Don't want to see Wisconsin. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If, they have to, if they have to see them in a bowl game, that's, that's a hell. Yeah, especially because Georgia's biggest thing is running the ball. Like, you could beat Wisconsin passing. But even, a, but even yeah. now, they have a DB who's highly ranked. So like, Two of them. They got a third third round. Oh, you are only sec- looking at second. I'm looking at third. They have another one? Yeah, in the uh, third team. So if you, if, if you can't run on them, and, and now it's hard, hard to pass, and, and finally they actually have a real quarterback in Graham Mertz who we're going to talk about because he looked solid before he uh, he got injured. I don't think he's – I don't think he's someone that's ever going to be in the running for, like, best quarterback in the Big Ten. But his biggest prop is he can actually throw. He'll probably – so it, it'll, it'll be something like he won't get that top ranking in the Big Ten, but he'll definitely get drafted high. Most likely because, like, here's the thing, right? When's the last time Wisconsin had a quarterback who could throw? It was Russ. Yeah. None of the other quarterbacks could throw. He can actually throw, which changes their entire offense. Yeah. Because they're always going to be able to run. But, like, you used to be able to put eight, nine men in the box because they could never throw. Like, you could have a dude wide open 50 yards down the field, but their quarterback couldn't throw 50 yards. You can't do that no more with Graham Mertz because he'll hit him. And, and now you had nine people in the box and they're running. He just burned your corner. And now that, now, that, now that's seven. And now you got to go against the defense. Yep. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> so that's, that that big that big ten game. I hope it's I hope it's exciting. I really do hope it's not a. It doesn't come out to be a stinker. Yeah, I like, like uh uh. What was it Brock Lesnar versus um? I can't think of that dude's name, but he he 
I swear, Brock Lesnar lost in the first round, but they they let him survive, and then he put him, he choked him out in the second round, and ended up taking the belt from him. But I can't remember who that fighter was. I I know what you're talking about, but this oh, is Holmgren. Okay, yep, I remember that. Here's the thing, though. The reason why I'm confident that Ohio State can beat Wisconsin is because Ohio State can play dirty because they play in the Big Ten. So, like, they have to play these teams that get a lot of tight ends, that run. They have to play tough. Clemson don't play nobody tough. No. They don't play nobody tough. They get Unless they see maybe maybe one. Like, all of them are – like, if we're going to put them in categories, all of them are, like, finesse teams. Oklahoma's trying to get tough. You know, we're not breaking down Oklahoma, but I've been hearing a whole bunch of reports about how it finally looks like they have a defense, and there's, like, players on the defense who look like they could play at, like, Ohio State, Alabama, and stuff like that because before they didn't have a defense. I agree. But, um, but like, Oklahoma, that's Oklahoma's problem. They couldn't play smash mouth football. They can yeah, make a little finesse. And they're going to have to pretty soon. They're going to have to get it. So, so Wisconsin is good, but Ohio State is better and can match them in smash mouth football. I think Alabama typically can do that. But all these other teams in the country, like, what are you going to do when they're lying? I'm, 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 I'm bulldozing. I'm making this up, but I imagine that their line is on average like 6'5", 300 pounds. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, they it's always not, have I would one of those lines. And I think sometimes, like, what I've always noticed, with especially in the Big Ten, is when another team besides Ohio State's really, really good, they play Ohio State and they just, I don't know, I think it's like they're scared of Big Brother. Well, I think a lot of these teams are scared, and it is so sad. Because, like, there's been times where I go, Ohio State could easily lose this game, and they're not. They're just not going to lose it. Yeah. I mean, there's been multiple times. It's just the thing is with good offense, it's hard to keep them down forever. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the thing. Like, with a lot that happens, uh, a lot of times. That's why you have to put your will on them early. You got to beat them up early. Yeah. For, and you have to play the full sixty minutes, and that's the hard thing. You know, you can get a couple stops in the first half, be up fourteen, look real good. They make a couple. Of no, you got to go up twenty-eight. Yeah, like it's not like fourteen, not enough. That's two drives. Yeah, you know what I mean? and it's and they'll do one of them really quick. One, two plays, boom, touchdown. Yep. So, and speaking of, I want to. I'm trying to see if there's anything on here. Top but. receiver Danny Davis only played in two games, while number two Kendrick only played in three. So they're getting receivers back. Yeah, I mean they have. I think just about everyone on their offensive line is a four or a five star to the point that they have four or five stars as their backups. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's a good team. That's going to be a really good team. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then, right, in the 2021 recruiting class, they have uh-huh. Nolan Rucci, who was a five star. They had four star tackle Riley Mountman and a four star lineman, JP. I'm not even going to try to say that name. Um, each one of those players, each one of those players ranked number one in their respective sure. cities. Oh, okay. So it's like, oh, they had a really, really good recruiting class. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Like Wisconsin, almost all, that's the other thing people are forgetting. Like Wisconsin almost always outplayed their recruiting classes, but now they're recruiting better. So they're recruiting better, right? They actually have a quarterback that can throw. They still have four or five star monsters on their offensive line. They're always going to have a tough defense, and out of nowhere, they also got some DBs now, and they're and they're not going to win the Big Ten West. Please, they're going they're going single handedly take it. 
I don't think it's gonna like unless they just unless like someone gets injured, which we never wish injured on people. Oh yeah, no, I, hope, I definitely don't want that. Unless someone gets injured or uh, Grant Merch is not as good as he looked before he got injured last year and like the COVID stuff. I don't know if they play a, a significantly close game. Um, I think well, no, they play Penn State. That game will be close. But they play that game one. And that's the only reason why it's going to be close, because it's game one, so it's going to be sloppy. Yeah. If they, and that's the thing. If they beat Penn State, I think they beat everyone but Ohio State. Because we, we already talked about Penn State. We're high on Penn State. We think yeah. that Penn State's good. Yeah. Oh, okay, because that's true, because I got, I got my L coming from somewhere you – from someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's definitely going to – I'm, I'm going to be wrong about that game, which is so sad. Which one? The Notre Dame game. Oh, uh, um, Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, now that I think about it, Notre Dame don't want to see Wisconsin either. They don't. <laughs> Not at all. And Notre Dame has – who backup quarterback do they have? Do they have Wisconsin's old quarterback? Is Jake Cohen Wisconsin's old quarterback? Hold on. We are we we are sitting in front of all this technology, and, and he just trying to guess. <laughs> yep, it is. Yep. Okay, yeah, they're gonna. So, get... they started... all right, so guys, I'm sorry, I have to change. Yeah. What I think. Notre Dame's starting quarterback is the dude who lost his job to Graham Mertz. What does that yeah. say about him? Can't throw. <laughs> he can't throw. That's their starting quarterback? Yes. Yeah, they should win every game. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. Yeah. Because now if he can't throw and Wisconsin can cover. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not high on Notre Dame. I'm not, and we don't have time to. I wish we, I wish we could talk about it a little bit more because I think there are two or three Big Ten, and maybe we will when we do the preview of those games. We can get into a little bit more. But I'm not high on Notre Dame. I don't think they're going to be good this year. I think they lost too many, ta- too much talent. Um, they're, and their their uh, pre preseason rankings pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Or pretty I think bad. so. I, I haven't. I have. I didn't pay attention. But to the, where they were. The other thing is, like, a lot of people don't like Ian Book. I don't think he was the best quarterback, but he had a decent arm and he could he could run. That Jake Cohen is not better than Ian Book. Yeah, because Ian the uh, decision making can be taught. That can yeah. be taught. Ian Book led them as far as he could lead them. So. Just, just the, the one, one player. We're not talking about the other players they lost because they did lose other players. Yeah. But just, just the, the one player, player, the so-called so most important position, if you get worse at quarterback, yeah. how are you going to be better? Mm. Not, not, to, not to mention the defense. Like, come on now. Yeah. All right, so I changed my mind. So we're They um, lost their starting tackle um, because he's in the NFL now. They lost Chase Claypool two years ago and haven't replaced him. True. Like, Loving him on our on, on my <laughs> team. That that's just the judge you get. I, yeah, yeah. That's a solid. One. If he that's, a, that's that's gonna be another one I might get later yeah, on. If he has a solid year this year, like, and you decide to buy another offensive jersey, I think that's the one. because yeah, him and Najee are really gonna be your. Yeah, it's gotta be a home jersey. I do not like our away jerseys. I don't no. like the all white jerseys. I don't. It puts fear in my eyes. Like I'm gonna mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm weak. Um, but like, okay, so back to back to Wisconsin. So they were not very good last year, but it's things that are like not typical. So for example, they were 62nd in the country in rushing offense. Who thinks that's being repeated? Not at all. I think that gets. Uh, I think that's because of probably like injuries and missing players. Yeah, I think they were didn't, didn't play on the line, and I think that gets shored up, and that 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 that, that goes back up into like the twenties. They were they were eighty third in yards per carry at three point nine yards per carry. Who thinks that gets repeated? I think it's illegal. Like, literally, there is a law in the state of Wisconsin that says that they cannot rush for under four yards of carry. Yeah. No, That's not happening. It has to. They were 100. They're L's besides the Iowa game. They're close. Yeah, and that was with, that was with their – that was with, uh, the, like, dealing with a bunch of COVID issues and stuff yeah. like that. They were 103rd in explosive rush. Again, who think that's happening again? Yeah, I don't think none of that gets repeated, especially not on, in the passing. That that's coming down. No, and then they bring, they return eighty four percent of production. So they should. Oh, yeah. They hopefully should be healthier, mm-hmm. like you said, more developed. Because Jalen Berger was a good running back. I'm pretty sure he was from New Jersey. He's a good running back, but like he sure he wasn't Jonathan Taylor. He wasn't some of the other. He wasn't Monty Ball, whatever. But he was a good running back. Yeah. So you give him another year. And and a non-COVID year, he's faster, he's stronger, he's smarter, and a a, a, a more polished offensive line. More polished offensive line. Yeah, because explosive rushes, those that's that's offensive line. That's yeah, creating holes and stuff like that. That's pushing the defense back. And I think that one, and I think that's probably the problem why that happens. So once you get uh, once you get that offensive line shirt up, he becomes a better running back. Because, because exactly, exactly like, like so, so everything every, for me, everything becomes better. Yeah, it, every for me, everything's trending upward. Yeah, right. Like, like especially because these things were like such stark drops. It's almost like when we talked about Penn State. It's mm-hmm. like that's, that's not a trend. trend. Like when it, when it falls off, like you expect that they're gonna write it because it wasn't like they like gradually got worse and you could see like the recruiting getting worse. Their players are getting worse. Maybe like what kind of happened with Michigan State. Like maybe the coach isn't in it no more and it's just not like clicking. Mm-hmm. Everything's getting better and they just had a bad year. Yep. That's not. It's just not gonna happen again. Um, and I think, you know, they had Jonathan Tate. I don't think people, you know, talk about how sometimes how how losing special players affects you. They had Jonathan Taylor for three years. And you are the next Jalen Berger, you're the next guy. And you have to replace Jonathan Taylor. And you have to live up to decades of Wisconsin running back glory. And again, and like I hate saying it because I feel like I'm making excuses for people, but we ha- like we're doing injustice if we don't talk about how the pandemic affected these. Teams. It's 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 not an excuse because it's true. It 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 was a uh, it is a significant thing that happened. Not like it it was a global scale, so that's significant and it has to be brought up. And and then on top of that, right? I didn't realize this. Mm-hmm. Graham Merch was a five star, mm. so like so not even was he just like a guy that like showed up like they they recruited a five star quarterback yeah. to Wisconsin, which means they wanted to be able to throw the ball. Yeah, no, you don't get they're, they're gonna be good. They're gonna be really good. You don't get a five star quarterback to hand the ball off. 
like they, they wanted to change. Like they're still gonna run most of the time. Like oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, their identity, exactly. right? But like you it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of play action that gets yeah. off. That's gonna oh, like that's come on, like again, they have eight. They're returning eighty four percent of their production. That's a really good number. That's only that's like second behind. Uh, who was it that's returning ninety percent? I think you said a few weeks ago or last yeah. week. Yeah, I don't remember exactly who it was, but like eighty four percent. That's a lot. That's that a lot. A that's lot. gonna be really good. Like, you know, we talked about the offensive line because, like you said, the explosive rushing stuff is offensive line. Their offensive line wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have a former top 100 recruit starting at right guard, right? They have another five-star, you know, starting. And this guy, his name is Logan Brown. He's the second-highest recruit in program history. Oh. Okay. And as a freshman, they said he was working into the rotation. So he's going to start. And he's going to be a two- or three-year starter for them. Like I said, they have Nolan Rucci, who's a freshman, I think, this year, a five-star. from. Like, I'm not seeing it. Like, like, what is it to say that they're not going to be good? Like, I, I think I put it up because I wanted to um, – because we talked about it. Um, so, we got this from – we got this from – Sideline sports, and they were high on Wisconsin, so I, I don't want to say that they weren't. They have an eleven and one, so I think we agree on that. They were kind of different on some of the other ones, but like they have them going eleven and one, nine and one conference. Like we're not the only ones that's high on Wisconsin, but I just hear a bunch of stuff from like Iowa and other things like that. nine and one in a conference. Who are they losing to? No, I'm sorry, nine and up in conference, eleven and one total. Okay, because I was like, yeah. who? Yeah. Who could they possibly be losing to in the conference? And then, right, listen to this, because I, I love that those stats and we have them. So just just listen. I'm just going to point out some of them. Number 10 in scoring defense. Number 5 in total defense. Number 5 in third down conversion. Number 5 in rush defense. They didn't allow 100 yards a game. You know how hard that is? And, and, and the Big Ten at that? They went up against Minnesota. Oh, they, Indiana, all all good running teams. Number two and completion percentage allowed. Yeah, fifty percent. When did they get like? When did they get a good pass defense? Like maybe maybe this is a me thing and someone can tell me. But I remember Wisconsin being really strong against the run, and I remember that their, I remember that their pass rush was crazy. They always blitz, and that was like their pass defense. It was like, yeah, if you get the time, you can beat us. Because they have not, they use they. They have really good run, uh, really good running backs and really good uh, linebackers. Uh, no, uh, edge rushers. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're outside linebackers. They play a three-four. Oh, yeah, they blitz a lot and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure they play a three-four. So now they're number two in completion percentage allowed. They were number twelve in QB rating, number eighteen in yards per attempt, number thirty-one in pass defense allowed. In a game, Wisconsin with the passing defense is scary. Yeah, because they stop you. They stop you. Because they now, stop you on third down. Because, <laughs> because, because now, they get you off the field. Yeah, because now what you what you can't say, which I think you used to be able to say, now what you can't say is you can't say if we can block the blitz, we can score. Yeah, because no. it used to be if you could block the blitz, your wide receivers would get open. Mm-hmm. And I still think of like a school like Ohio State, if they play like Alabama or something, or maybe Oklahoma, a school like that with those level of wide receivers are still going to get open. 
Yeah, yeah they'll they'll they'll, they'll have their moments, but it'll be a hard fall. It'll be a hard fall battle. Exactly. exactly. That's, That's it. It, it wasn't, wasn't like, like that, that before. Mm-hmm. So, so again, again, how are they not going to be good? Yeah, I th- next to Ohio State. Like they're gonna like they're gonna lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game and mess around and play like Florida or Texas A and M. Uh, no, no, no. It be it, Florida, maybe LSU. I think LSU is gonna. I I feel like LSU is gonna sneakily somehow be good. You know, but at the same time, probably not. But I think that would be the second team. It's gonna be if not Georgia. Well. Maybe. Because if you, you don't know, think I, Auburn's going to be good, you think it's going to be Texas A&M that's going to be the second team in the uh, SEC? No, no, it's going to be Alabama. I think Georgia's going to be No, the second team. Yeah. I said second. Alabama's going to be No. Georgia's going to be the best team in the SEC this year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nah. I'm with that. Yes. No. Listen, yes. Not at all. I'm telling you it's going to happen. Here's the thing, right, that people are forgetting about Alabama. Alabama lost their quarterback, and yes, Bryce Young is good. I'm not saying that he's not, but he's still young, right? They lost a but They lost – I mean, at a certain point, there's attrition, right? And Ohio State's going to deal with this a little bit next year, too, even though they recruited good. Alabama, in three straight years, four straight years maybe, lost the best wide receivers they've ever had, and they had, like, freaking Calvin Ridley and, like, other players. Like, they lost a slew of that. They, they, they lost Najee Harris, their best running back you have on his jersey. They lost Landon Collins, their center. Like, Alabama loses players. All the time. But not this level. This, no. They lost more. This it happened before. It happened. It happened. It happened with, uh, um, 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 let's do it at Tennessee. Uh, what's the running back at Tennessee? Derrick Henry. It happened his draft class. Uh, it happened Mark Ingram's draft class. Okay. It happened. Uh, when it happened Trish Richardson's. When, when 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 was Derrick Henry's? Because that the year they didn't make the playoffs. I don't know. There was a year that they did. There was a year they didn't make the playoffs. And then you have the 2014 year where Ohio State beat them. When they there are years where Alabama is vulnerable after they lose a bunch of people. Yeah, it's it's not, but they still they're still going to be the best team. Yeah, in the SEC. here's the thing: Georgia uh-huh. has recruited better than Alabama. Okay, and the one thing that Georgia finally has—I don't think he's the best quarterback, but I think he's good. They have JT Daniels, and JT Daniels was a good starting quarterback. The only reason he's at Georgia is he got injured, and they found a better quarterback. But it wasn't like the Jake Cohen thing where it's like he's a bad quarterback and they found a better one. Like JT Daniels would be just fine at USC. They just found a better one, and they went with the younger one, which makes sense. That's fine. Yeah. But JT Daniels, I believe, would start at 75% of schools in the country. Like, he's actually solid. Mm -hmm. So they have less returning production. Their biggest problem is they always didn't have a quarterback. Georgia has always played Alabama close. And here's the other thing with Alabama, right? Alabama's defense has been declining recently. Not to the fact, not to the point where you say it was bad, and not to the point where it was as bad as Ohio State's last year, but it's bad by their standard. So their defense is getting worse. Again, worse is relative, bad for Alabama. And their offense is not going to be as good because last year they had arguably the greatest offense ever. That makes them vulnerable. And by vulnerable, that means they can lose two. Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. I'm not picking nobody else. 
Some people are picking Ole Miss because Ole Miss is going to have a stupid, crazy offense, and they almost beat them last year. Yeah. But, like, Alabama being vulnerable means they have one loss. And I Clemson, I, I don't put Clemson on there. I don't think Alabama, I don't think Alabama or Ohio State ever wants to lose to Clemson ever again, and I don't think no. they'll allow it. I don't think so either. I'm just trying to respect Clemson and the fact that they're still good. I think, but I don't think Clemson's going to be as good as they were. I think Clemson of the three of the four, including Georgia, Clemson's going to be the worst one. And then they still go 12 and 0 because there's no one at the ACC, but they're going to get blown out in the playoffs. Yeah. But then actually, they're not going to go 12 and 0 because they play Georgia, and Georgia's going to beat them in week one. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Alabama gets the benefit of the doubt, but Georgia's been close, and Georgia's biggest problem has always been they never had a quarterback because they let Justin Fields go to Ohio State. Thank you again. <laughs> <laughs> they had – wasn't it them that had Jake Fromm? Yeah, he was good. good. He was all right. No, for them? No. He wasn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> They had a, they had a whole they, had, they, they had, had a whole story on him on ESPN. No, for they, had, <laughs> they, had, they had three quarterbacks. They had three, and they chose the worst one. They let Jacob Eason go to Washington, and Jacob yeah. Eason's better than Jake Fromm. And it's the same similar thing of what's happened with USC. He got injured. The other guy did good, but the difference is, I believe USC's quarterback is actually better than JT Daniels. Jake Fromm just had a Cardell Jones year; like he had a couple of good games. Like he's our guy, and then let Jacob Eason transfer, and then JT um, Justin Fields came in, and they were just blind, like three blind mice. Like there's no way you can tell me that in practice Justin Fields was not like there's no way you could tell me you didn't look at him and say he's a better quarterback. And they didn't play him. He transferred, and they had to play Jake Fromm. Mm. He's ass. He's about to get cut. He's on the bills. Uh, He's about to get cut. I didn't think he was a, a, a NFL quarterback. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but you need a, you need an yeah, NFL quarterback to be Alabama. Yeah, like you can't have a college quarterback. Like true. Think about who be Alabama: Trevor Lawrence. Uh, who I think it's gonna stick. Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Who yeah. else has Alabama lost to recently? It's not that many losses, but everyone they've lost to had a had a NFL quarterback. Yeah. Regardless, that's not the point. Um, we supposed to be talking about Wisconsin. That's the really the point. Yeah, because uh, I I I truly don't think because even if you think Georgia is going to be the best team in the SEC, which I still don't think so, they'll lose to Wisconsin. Georgia. Yeah. I think they will lose to Wisconsin. I think, I think Alabama and Georgia. Georgia might lose to Wisconsin, but it'll be because Wisconsin played the best game of their life. I think it'll be really close. Georgia, I think Georgia's really good. Yeah. But like outside of Alabama and Georgia, I think every other team in the SEC would lose to Wisconsin. Wisconsin yes. Including yeah. Texas A&M. Yeah. And Texas, and Texas A&M is supposed to be good. But, like, what's the, They still think Florida – I've been seeing people think Florida is going to be good. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Define good. Nine, eight, four? Something like that. I think they're going to be something like that, but I think people think they're going to be a little better. No. <laughs> they had the greatest tight end in college football history. Yeah. You, you don't replace him. Yeah, he's done. They're, they're done. 
He's gonna, he's gonna be. It's gonna be funny because uh, the Falcons are gonna be terrible. <laughs> Except for him. Yeah, maybe. You don't think he's gonna be good? Oh, I forget. I forget. Matt Ryan's the one still throwing the ball. But I'm not even gonna get into it. Yeah. We already know how. I, I I'll call somebody overrated immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Matty Ice. Okay, so let, let's wrap this up because we've been talking about this forever. We're at 45 minutes, and I think we spent 15 minutes on Wisconsin. No, I think we talked about Wisconsin longer than that. Okay, so let, let's, let's go through the schedule. There's not there's not much we have to go through with the schedule because we both think that they're going to be really good, as we said, for 30 minutes. Um, we both have them 12 and 0. Well, 12 and 1 because we put in the loss. We think we're going to lose to Ohio State. Right. But we have them winning. Um, their toughest, one of their toughest games starts out immediately. They have Penn State. I think they win that game. I, we already said Penn State's going to be good, but Wisconsin should be better. If they lose that game, that's it. I still think they make it to the Big Ten Championship. I think so, too. If they lose that game, I think that's their only loss. Yeah. Um, and if they Eastern Michigan, that's a win. They have a stupid early bye. Like, that's the worst thing. That like that stinks. Be, that does suck. That does be, suck for them. Yeah, you shouldn't even be allowed to have a bye at week three. Because <laughs> what, what are you taking a break from? <laughs> just getting started, like what's, no, what's the you're break not, for? You're not even tired. Yeah, you just started. You just started getting the playbook, remembering everything and stuff. Start stretching. You just figured out like the, those last couple position battles that that you let go yeah. into the first games. You just figured those out. It's like all right, break. <laughs> but then <laughs> off the bye, they get Notre Dame. They're gonna destroy Notre Dame. That's gonna be. That's gonna be. You can't game. bet. And I'm watching that game. I am gonna watch yeah. that game. You can't, you can't bet, bet in Ohio, but whatever the betting numbers are, whatever the betting numbers are, I'm betting the over. I think. Yeah. I think Notre Dame can beat them by like 21. Wow, actually, now that I look at Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa, then they're they're the, the only like tough. Yeah. Tough games. Yeah, I think I think Wisconsin can beat Notre Dame by like 21. Oh yeah, and then they're gonna follow it up and beat Michigan by like. 31. <laughs> 40. <laughs> okay. 40. So, then they have Notre Dame and Michigan, and that's like two people who. Oh, that Army game going to be. <laughs> that's, that's just rude. Because <laughs> that's going to be a blowout. Uh, and I'm skipping games. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just looking. <laughs> just... So they play, they play Illinois, then they play Army, then they play Purdue, then they play Iowa. That's a tough game, but they're going to win. Um, then they play Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Minnesota. So they don't have the hardest schedule, but they don't have the Minnesota easiest. tough. But yeah, there's some, like there's some you know some sneaky games. They have Penn State, Notre Dame, you know Northwestern, Iowa, Minnesota. They were gonna play those ones anyway because they're all in the West. Yeah, I tell you this: if they do lose to Penn State first round, uh, first round, first week. They're definitely winning the rest of their games. Oh, yeah. They're not going to lose another one. They're, not, they're definitely not going to lose another one until they lose to Ohio State. And Penn State is an acceptable loss because it's on the East. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lose to anyone in the West. Nope. Okay. Nope. So that's Wisconsin. We have them 12-1. and one. We have them going to well, – let's, let's be honest. I have them 13-1. and one. They're going to go 12-0, and 0, lose to Ohio State, and then destroy whoever they play in the bowl game. Unless I'm right about Georgia and somehow Alabama doesn't sneak in at the four seed and they play Alabama in the New Year's Six, which would suck for them, they're beating literally any other team in the country. And I'm going to say that right now. Yeah. So 13 and 1. 
All right, so we're going to take a quick break for our commercials because we keep forgetting to do this for our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so welcome back to the I-70s football show. Uh, now we get to talk about Ohio State, who is just going to be fun to talk about because there's really nothing to say. They're going to be good. They have the best roster in the Big Ten. They recruit really well. Talking about Ohio State from like an analytical point is is it's boring. boring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's like everything that should be bad. Like, okay. So let's start with the things that should be bad about Ohio State. Their 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 defense was not good last year. It was not. It was just really really bad. Like not even like not even like Alabama where I mentioned like oh this is bad for Alabama standards. No, like it was just genuinely bad. Does anyone think that's going to happen the second year in a row? Maybe. I don't think so. I think I think at best this year it becomes bad. It's I, it, it's gonna it's it might rear its ugly head in important games where they give up too many. Like you know where you know when like, so guys, there's been times where I see him and one of my closest friends, Brandon, tweet about Ohio State games, and it's so funny because you would think it's either close or they're losing. You go look at the game and it's forty twenty one. <laughs> so it's like so you so I think it'd be stuff like that, like where they gotta face, you know, a tough task for them for or at least should be a tough task in the Big Ten for them. And it they'll give up four or five hundred yards, but still win by twenty. Yeah. Well, speaking of 400 yards, right, in total defense, they were 59th, and they uh, they allowed 400 yards per game. But here's the thing. Like, really bad for Ohio State is 59th. I mean, yeah. Bad for Ohio State is, like, 30. I think at max, they're bad for Ohio State. Okay. You give them a top 30 defense, that's solid. They should be top 10. Like, they should be top 10 every season. Really? They okay. should be. Okay. Every single year. I, 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 but this year, when I say that, I mean, like, the history. I'm not saying this defense is going to be top 10. I agree that I think this defense is going to be not that great, but it's going to be top 30. That's all they need. It's still, it's still going to be really good at stopping the run. I think it's still going to be kind of bad at stopping the pass. I think it's going to be bad at, at, at pass defense. So, that's the thing that um, – I don't know how I feel about that Um, because I'm reading all – like, I just have to see it. I have to see it because I'm reading all of these stories, right? And so as an Ohio State fan, I have this perspective of the instance of, you know, Ohio State lost Kerry Coons because he wanted to go play – he wanted to coach in the NFL. Right after that, they hired – and not they hired Alex Grinch, who is not good. And everyone in Oklahoma loves him, but he was not good at Ohio State. They hired Greg Schiano, who is solid, but what like he doesn't adapt to his players. So he was trying to run a scheme that wasn't good for the players. And then Kerry Coombs comes back. Well, here's the thing. Kerry Coombs is one of the best, if not the best, DB recruiters in the nation. So while they're older guys, 
may not be the best. Although people are really high on seven banks. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Everyone thinks he's going to jump. Part of the reason they were bad pass defense is Cameron Brown, that other corner, who I think is the better one, and just his Achilles in week two. And Sean Wade was just hot garbage. Um, he was absolutely garbage. He was just so bad. Um, what am I trying to say? I'm rambling. Um, their recruiting has picked back up to the level it used to be. Okay. So if they have three or four freshmen, redshirt freshmen, who are, like, really good. And so you have to be careful with that. But I think that they have the depth in the instance that if they find out Seven Bank still isn't good, if they find out, like, Cam Brown gets injured again, what they didn't have last year, is they have five-star, number three corner in the class. This guy's a three-and-done, going-to-the-NFL guy waiting. Who and again, maybe you don't technically want to play him because a lot of people don't want to play freshmen. But if you don't have to play him until week whatever, like if you don't have to play him until week six or seven, they're gonna be ready to play. So that's why, so that's why I struggle with they're gonna be bad because I I think they have the players and I think as long as the coaches have, just to be honest. As long as the coaches have the balls to sit an older guy for a younger guy if he's not playing, yeah, yeah. I think that they should be fine. Not special though, but they're not. Last year their numbers were they were 122nd in pass defense. They were 87th in yards per attempt, 87th in QB rating, 111 in completion percentage, and 75th in explosive pass percentage. The other thing with that is their defensive line. That's why I say. That's why I said it's like when it's. When it's a game that's um, when it's a big game for them, it can rear its big head. It's ugly head because usually, so like the Wisconsin game, we can just talk about that game real quick. You got an NFL quarterback, NFL ready quarterback, and even if they're bad, if it's just bad for Ohio State, that could be bad against a real quarterback. That's fair. Which we've seen before. That's fair. But I think the one thing that, you know, and I'm just I'm just trying to show both sides of it. Because I'm not I'm not talking to this. I'm trying I'm trying not to talk about this as a fan. I'm just trying to say the the one thing that's like they were bad, but they were good against Clemson and Trevor Lawrence was That's that's different. I think that's game that I think that game's an outlier and just because they wanted they wanted revenge on Clemson so bad. So I think that's that's why I think that is. They um, wanted to show that they were better than Clemson, and that that bad that they, they weren't even going to let Clemson get started in, yeah. in anything. The other thing that um, so they were number six in rush defense, right? Yeah. But they were number seventy-one in negative play percentage because they're they're not getting in the backfield. Yeah, the defensive line. I mean, they lost Chase Young. Before that, they had lost the Boses. It was a tough year, mm-hmm. uh, and so a, a lot of a lot of the things with Ohio State this year is similar to what it is with Alabama. It's we haven't seen it, but we're just expecting that it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. But I do think that in all of the weak spots, there is a player you could point to and say, he should fix that, right? Like You, you want to say the what if, right? You want to say the what if. I think Zach Harrison is going to be better. I think Tyreek Smith is going to be better. I think Seven Banks is going to be better. That would fix the – that would think – and this, and this is, is not, not me saying, saying that. This is like, like the what if of Ohio State of like, 
you have another year. Okay. You also have to give them, it was COVID. A lot of them are new starters, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? I think, you know, you don't want to do that for a team like Ohio State, but they did still have to go through. Oh, I mean, no, every team did. Every, so, besides, I think besides the SEC, I think everybody played there. Yeah. So you, you want to say, right, they had all of this going on. And all this, same thing that we said for uh, Wisconsin, same thing that we said for Penn State, mm-hmm. right? It's another year. They're younger, they're, old, they're older, more experienced, full offseason. You want to predict that those players will be better. But even if they're not, you can point to Jack Sawyer, the number two defensive end in the class, who literally looks like he's a grown man. Mm-hmm. He's like ready to play. You look at JTT, who one of the things that I'm going to talk about, my pit stop, Ohio State does this thing that signifies if you're ready. He came at the start of camp and lost his black stripe in less than 10 practices. Like you, And then, again, you talk about the corner. They have Denzel Burke, and they have these other players who are all former five stars. So that's where I think the optimism comes in. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a really good defense. Like, it is Ohio State. It's one of those schools that just, you know, pulls it together. The, yeah, but my question is, especially when you look at Ohio State, right, you also have to look at national championship contender. The mm. biggest question that I have with them is what is it going to be, though? Is it going to go from, you know, is it going to go from – 48th, I mean, 59th total defense to 30, which is sure it's a jump, but that's not good for Ohio State. Or are they going to be Ohio State again and get to top? I don't think I don't think they're going to be Ohio State until next season. And I, I agree with that. So that that's when it comes in. It's like, okay, are they vulnerable? Are they vulnerable against Indiana? Are they vulnerable against Wisconsin? Going past that, do they have a chance to be? In Alabama or Georgia or Oklahoma, yeah, I, they still have a chance. They're just vulnerable, but they they still have a chance to beat them, of course. So that's that's what's going to be interesting. Um, offensively, it's you know right before we started recording, they announced that C.J. Stroud is their starting quarterback. Um, the one thing that I am going to say as a fan, I'm a little bit frustrated with this starting quarterback thing from a national thing because we saw DJ Uyunglele play a couple of games against Notre Dame and someone else in Boston College. He looked great against Notre Dame, but I'm not high on Notre Dame, and they almost lost to Boston College. Not saying he's going to be a good quarterback, but they lost to Lawrence, who people think is the greatest quarterback of all time. Everyone predicts that they're going to be fine. Alabama lost. You know, okay. I don't, I don't understand that. You know I don't understand the hype. I don't, I don't understand it either, but that's what people say. Alabama lost Jalen Hurts, Tua, Mac Jones, all within three years. Bryce Young is another good quarterback, but we haven't really seen him. Everyone assumes that Alabama is going to be fine. So I just don't understand why no one assumes – that Ohio State is going to be fine. Like, I mean, like, no one assumes that. You sure? They're still ranked like four. So, yeah. you, but like when you, but when you, when you put them in the conversation of those teams, everyone's like, I, don't know. I think. Oh, I, that's that's crazy to me because they definitely people should be more sure about Ohio State than they are Clemson. That's and, but that's the point that I'm making, right? People are saying, and again, this is I, I'm saying this as a fan because there is a chance they lose the game. But people are saying like, mm, I'm not so sure if they beat Oregon. Because I don't know if they're going to be good at quarterback. Like, like that's the thing that I'm trying to say. So it's just like, it's just weird that like teams who are in, like 
Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson are all in a very similar position. They lost some of their best players. They all have new quarterbacks. Their defense has not been as good as it is historically. And, like, everyone looks at Ohio State. But, like, of the three teams, Ohio State has the better quarterback coach. And Ryan Day. They have a high – like, so – no, I did the. Uh, I truly think Clemson. I think Clemson might lose three games this year. The, I, I think they have the ability to. I'm yeah. not high on Clemson at all this year. Um, so, but that, I'm gonna take the fan out of it now because we're just talking about the Big Ten as a whole. I just think that's weird that people, and it's like, but I don't understand how you can feel so highly about other people. My right. thing is, I just want consistency. If you were worried about all three teams because of the quarterbacks, that's fair. Because you should worry about all three teams. If you thought all three were going to be great because of history, that's fair. But I think they're all in the same category where it's like, how can you feel good about two and not the third? Yeah. And they're all in the same category. Yeah. I Because I, they're still ranked top five in every preseason ranking. I so. We can nitpick and say that they shouldn't be ranked lower than Clemson, but that's nitpicking. And yeah, they shouldn't be because they oh, beat up on Clemson. That was that's his. That's that's been his only. Yeah, it's really only been his only good pass for real. The game they've been getting after him. Yeah, their offensive line sucks. Yeah, and Bill's defensive line is really good too. Yeah, I'm gonna miss Justin Fields. So anyway, so CJ Stroud is the starter. I, I am. So CJ Stroud is the starter at quarterback, right? Right. He's a former four-star, almost a five-star quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State's offensive line is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Uh, did we talk about that on here? What they're doing with their offensive line? No, I don't believe so. So Ohio State has two of the three, or two of the four best mm-hmm. offensive tackles in the country. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to say number one is Evan Neal from Alabama. That's fine. But they have Thayer Murphy, who's a three-year starter. And they have Nicholas Petit for a year, who is going into his – so Thayer Murphy is going into his fourth year as a starter. Nicholas Petit for a year is going to his third. They have a younger guy who was like the 1,000th-rated player in his class, and Dewan Jones, but he's like 6'8", 300-something pounds. Oh, can he move? Because yes. he's playing tackle. So can he move? Yes. He, okay. Listen, he's so good. That they're moving their three-year starter at left tackle to guard. Oh, moving their right tackle, who's a two-year starter, to left tackle, so this dude can play right tackle. Right tackle. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, do you know how good you have to be to supplant a three-year starter who's projected to be a number one pick? Not a number one pick. I'm sorry, a first-round pick. He could be. Uh, no, they, they, there's been number one picks that's been lineman. If, if it was, it's going to be Evan Neal. But also, if the number one pick is not um, a quarterback, I think it's Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. But like he's like he's a chance to be a top fifteen pick. He's oh yeah, the, you know, I, he might be like top five. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's I think he's depending on how the season goes. Yeah, I think he's good enough that like it's gonna be a pick your poison kind of thing where it's like does this team prefer Evan Neal or does this does this team prefer Thayer Mumford? Right? Right. But that that, that says the point of how good Dewan Jones is, that they're moving Thayer Mumford to guard. That's crazy. Because it's really hard to go from tackle to guard. It's easier yeah. to go from guard to tackle, but the other way around is really it's I think it's easier to go from tackle to guard only because guard 
a lot of guards don't have tackle size. True. Okay, that's the hardest thing for tackle to guard is lowering your pad level. Mm-hmm. For like guard to tackle, you can't make it the size. Like guards are like six two, six three. Tackle are like six five, six six. So like yeah. and like arm like whatever. But that I think it's just important to say because that means that their offensive line is gonna be stupid. Yeah. It's gonna be huge. That's a yeah. big offensive line. Their offensive line, I think someone put it, I wish I would have written it down. Their average with him, their average offensive line is like six five, three twenty. Oof. They play it like that. That's ridiculous. And then they have Paris Johnson, who was the number one offensive tackle in his recruiting class playing guard because they have two good tackles. And then they have uh, a highly rated center who's most likely going to be Harry Miller. Uh, Harry Miller was not very good last year, but he was playing out of position. He was playing at guard. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that's kind of like – because that was the thing. They were really good at tackle, but going into the year, people weren't sure how they would be at center the two guards. Yeah. Now you have the number one offensive tackle in his class playing one guard. You have a three-year starter playing another guard. And then you have Harry Miller, who is the quote-unquote weak spot, but he's playing his natural position. So you hope that he'll be better. So their offensive line should be really good. Um, we know what they are at wide receiver. We need to talk about it. They have yeah. Kalani and Garrett Wilson. Uh, the question that they were not good at running back last year until Trace Sermon was good the last two. Have you heard anything about Trajan Henderson? No, I haven't heard anything. So Trajan Henderson it was like the top three, or maybe he was the number one. He was uh, one of the best running backs in his class. And so a lot of people think he's going to start. But they also have another running back named Mayan Williams who is another low recruited guy who was really, really good last year and, like, his spot starts. So they should be better at running back. So it seems defensive issue, right, potential issue. But it seems like all of their quote-unquote issues that on defensive Yeah. Especially if that, if that line is, again, like we were saying the same thing with Wisconsin, if the line is solid, the running backs will be good. Yeah, because that was the same thing with Wisconsin last year. Yeah. The line didn't meet their standard. And I, unless – Unless uh, Thayer Mumford just has a tough transition at guard, I don't see any way their line's not good. Okay, yeah. So, surprise, Ohio State's going to be really good. <laughs> and then win the Big Ten. Yeah, surprise, surprise. I'm sure you, you when you came on this podcast, you didn't expect it. You didn't think we were going to say Ohio State was going to be good. Uh, you didn't know what we were going to say about them. But I'm really excited. I'm going to put on my fan hat again. I'm really excited about Ohio State this year because they're young. And there's not a lot of time that you get to see young teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this. I'm predicting Ohio State to win the national championship, and I'll tell you why. I don't think they have the team. Well, how do I word this? I don't think they have the team to win the national championship in a sense. I think that's next year's team. Okay. Like how you said, you think they're going to get back to – they have a chance to get back to Ohio State – as far as defense next year, yeah. I think next year is a team that if you were looking at it, you would pick them to win a national championship. I think this is Georgia's year. Like, when you look at a team, like, Georgia should win the national championship okay. this year. That's how I feel about them. But Ohio State has a tendency to win national championships the year that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then they lose the year that they should. Yeah. Like, they should have won in 2002. They should have won in 05, 06 when they lost to Georgia. Uh, Florida. They shouldn't have won in 2014. They should have won in 15. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're almost always a year early. So, I think, okay, I see what you mean. I think because there's so much turnover at the top, 
Clemson is probably not going to be that good. No one trusts OU. Georgia should be really good, but it's Georgia, and they always lose to Alabama even when they shouldn't because Georgia should already have a national championship or two. Alabama is going to be good, but there's some holes. I think, you know, I think they're all on equal footing. So I, I think you're saying, like, what I'm getting is, is this is probably the most open opportunity for someone to win a national championship. That we've had in, like, 10 Fun. years. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. since I, I think Ohio State gets it. Okay. Just because it. Then then if State, that's the case, I do think Georgia will win the national championship. Then they should. They should. They should. And I'm really high on Georgia. I think they should. I um. I would be if Ohio State if I'll say this, if Ohio State or Georgia does not win, I'll be very surprised. Mm. Okay. I honestly, I honestly think we could see Ohio State, State versus Georgia in the national championship game. Because I think there's a chance that Georgia's number one and Ohio State's number two, which means they wouldn't play into the national championship game. I think so. You know what's going to happen. I think you guys are going to get cheated out of that number two spot, and it's going to go to Clemson. For some stupid reason, even if that's the case, we're three. It will be, and then you have to. It, it, no, three has to go against four, right? No, it's one, four, two, three. Ah, so okay. Either, yeah. either two or three. Oh, if that if 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 four ends up being Alabama and not OU, and it's one Georgia Alabama. Oh, that would hurt my feelings. Is Alabama's taking that game? There's no way that Georgia lose. Alabama loses that game. Because yeah. for that to happen, that means that Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game. And then they that's why they would lose in the and playoff. They're not gonna play, they're not gonna beat them twice. Yeah. So oh you I know I haven't said too many good things about you, but please get that number <laughs> please get that number four spot so Alabama misses the playoffs. Clemson, I know I'm not high on you, but No, there's six teams this year, right? No, it's only four. So four? Okay, when they do that. When they introduce, I know they're t- thinking about introducing more teams into the twelve. Oh, but that's, oh, that's such a huge jump. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. But that's but that's what I was talking about. Why they think that uh, Alabama is going to back yeah. more and stuff. So they're trying to push that into twenty twenty five. Okay. Because twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six is the first is the year that the contract is up. Mm. If they start it early, it immediately goes to ESPN. If they wait till it goes out. Everyone can bid on it. And that's okay. the only thing that may come out of that alliance. Okay. So, do you have anything else to say about Ohio State? Nah, that's, that's all I got. So, Ohio State, we have them 12 and 0. We'll just go through the schedule just because. They start out against Minnesota. Uh, they beat, then they play Oregon. Um, and we'll, oh, Akron. <laughs> um, we'll talk about this. Um, a little bit like once we preview, but just like a, a quick highlight for the folks. The Oregon game. Do you think it's close or do you think no, it's a blowout? It's a blowout. Okay. So then they play Tulsa, then they play Akron. Poor Akron. Poor Akron. Poor poor Akron. Uh, then they play Rutgers. Then they play Maryland. That's <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Akron go get beat up on national television. Yeah, that's gonna be bad. Then they have a bye. Indiana, I think, is their toughest game of the season, but they get Indiana off of a bye. That's not good for Indiana. No. That's just not good. It's not. It's not. Indiana going to 
Hannah will get beat up on. Penn State, that's going to be a nice game. Yeah. yeah. That should be a really nice game. That one's going to be tough because it's coming right after the Indiana game. Mm-hmm. So like, Indiana's going to give them a give them a fight for about a half. And I'm hoping it's the second half so they're tired going into the Penn State game. Yeah, that's going to be tough. So, <laughs> Indiana and Penn State back-to-back is definitely the toughest two games of the season. I think they win, but those are the ones where it could get ugly. And those are the ones that you're talking where, like, it could be, you know, like, that, like the, the defense – if they can't get to the quarterback with their defensive line, if they can't get to the catch point, you know, that's that's what that's really going to show. Yo, uh, oh, you know what? It's crazy. That Michigan game, because I'm skipping, because, like, come on, they're, they're beating Nebraska. They're beating Purdue and Michigan State. Like, those are all blowouts. And, it's and like, those are just blowouts that you see coming in. But the Michigan game, right, in mm-hmm. Michigan – that's going to be such a hilarious blog because it's in Michigan. I'm getting drunk for that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I don't know. if Like, maybe we come to your house. We come to my house. Like, something doesn't matter. They're, yeah. I'm getting – because, again, because it's sad because, it's, again, Jim, Jim's not losing his job. I think he – I think we've been over this. He got an extension, right? Yeah. So he's not losing his job, but it's going. To, it's just going to show how stupid that extension was. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, right? Ohio State's always motivated to go to the Michigan game. Yeah. But they're going to be extra motivated this year because they feel like Michigan canceled the game last year, mm-hmm. so they didn't go to the playoffs. Yeah. Like it, it was COVID, but like they were at a chance where they could still play. Everyone was playing. Like, everyone was playing when it was real close. And Michigan was like, nope, we can't do the game. And a bunch of people at Ohio State. Now, I wasn't mad at that, but that's that's just more of a health thing than I'm – I but I think it's like – I because I wasn't mad when any of the sports went away due to the health reasons. So, I'm always going to take health over a sport. So, I wasn't mad at them canceling that game, but I see what you mean. I, I agree. But – and, I'm again, I'm not saying that that's my opinion, but a lot of people – there's reports that people at Ohio State feel like mm-hmm. Michigan could have played that game because mm-hmm. they were able to, quote-unquote, legally by, like, the, the rules. Yeah. And they just chose not to. Yeah, because then, then they, they played the next – they played the next week, right? I th- no. No, that was the last game of the season. Was it the last no, they did play. They played the bowl game or whatever. Yeah. 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 I was like, no, they definitely yeah. played right after that. And yeah. people were upset. Yeah. So Ohio State people feel like they were like, yeah, we're going to do this. Just basically just screw over Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be extra motivation. It's Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Bear Mumford, Nicholas Petit Freer, um, Haskell Garrett. It's all of their last games against Michigan. <laughs> Yo. Oh, it's their last. Yeah. Yeah, blah. All, all now, all you know, going with, uh, Zach Harrison, all of them are going to the league after that. Yeah, so my thing is, is like, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are going to be so mad at me. The The best thing that could happen is Michigan win because it's the funniest thing in the world. It would be truly the funniest thing to happen. And only is because I live with, I live in this, I live in the city of Columbus, so everybody's an Ohio State fan. So to, to watch everyone I know and care for be sad because they lost to Michigan would be the greatest day in in, in the past few years for me because it'd just be that hilarious. You guys don't know how how much I enjoy funny stuff. Losing to Michigan would be hilarious. They're not going to. It's going to be like a 50 to 20 blowout. But 
So I might I might throw a prayer out there for Michigan to win that game. Yeah. That's why I can have that laugh. Here's the thing, Here's the thing right? Ohio State needs to lose to Michigan at some point because it has to be a rivalry. And the rivalry is best when they're both winning. Yeah, it's but it's not gonna happen for a while. As an Ohio State fan. I don't want them to lose to Michigan until Jim Harbaugh gets fired. Because if no, see, that's him, that's why I want. Here's the thing: if he beats us, they're going to give him a suspension, and then he'll never win a game. Nope. So it's like, let, let's get him out of there. Get a new coach who can inspire some things. Then, if it's a good series, it's fine. We lose a couple, we win more, whatever. But if Jim Harbaugh wins, they're going to build him a statue. <laughs> And he's, and he's never, never gonna leave. Never gonna like, leave. Um, like, like um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. That's because Jim Harbaugh at the press conference if he beats Ohio State. Drugs and all. He ain't going nowhere. He's gonna be on Quayle. This my house. I run this. I'm the captain now. Oof. Ooh. One. Oh, my God. This is why Justin Fields don't need to play. You you tripping. Yes, he does. He is young. They have to. Like, he's fine. Like, Not they, behind that offensive line. They just tried to kill that man. He, it didn't look like he saw him coming. Because the line can't block. Anyway, so... There are a lot of people who are predicting Ohio State to go 11-1. and we're, we're predicting 12-0, 13-0 with the Big Ten Championship game. If you had to justify 11-1, like if someone, if the football gods came to you and said Ohio State is losing a game. Before the Big Ten. Yeah. Which game do you think they lose? Penn State. So you think they beat Indiana. You think they beat Oregon and Indiana, but lose to Penn State. Yeah, if they were to lose, I, I say if they were to lose a game, maybe no to start the season, no, because it's the start the season with Minnesota. So yeah, Penn State. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I beat I, I, Penn State. There's no way because the only team that the team that should it, it should be it should be two teams. It should be Michigan and Penn State. Should be, but it's not. Going to be but it's not going to be. So it's, that's what I'm saying. Just Penn State. Yeah, I, I think Penn State and Indiana would both beat Oregon. I don't, I don't think that Oregon. Oregon I don't think it's that it's not that Oregon's not good. I Oregon, wait, what? We're talking about who they may lose. Ohio State plays Oregon. I'm saying I think that Penn State and Indiana are better than Oregon. Oh yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. And if they were to play, I think they would beat them. So I think they'd beat Indiana though, because again they play them after a bye. So mm-hmm. the one loss I could see if they were going to lose would be Penn State. Penn State, yeah. Okay, so those are our last two teams. Uh, so what what we do get to get into, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it um, just because it's only one game, but we get to preview our first game uh, because when this episode drops, it drops on Monday, that Saturday, we have our first week zero game, our first uh, college football games of the year. And one of those games is Nebraska versus Illinois. So I don't want to spend too too much time on it because it's just one game. Um, but what are your initial thoughts on that game, or what are you going to be looking for? Um, I think. Let's see, who did we have winning that game? 
Yeah. That's a good question. We have we have Nebraska winning that game. Both of us. Yeah. Nebraska winning that game. And honestly, Nebraska should win that game. If Scott Frost wants to keep his job. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not they sure he does. <laughs> because <laughs> because this, you, I'm sure we all saw the reports that Nebraska's under investigation for um, having illegal workouts and stuff during COVID. They moved their entire weight room off campus. So That's really wild to me. So non-football people wouldn't know that they're working out just for them to suck. So that says a lot. Um, so I'm not sure that Scott Frost wants to keep his job. But if he does want to keep his job, he has, he has to, be to be Illinois. He got to be Illinois that first game. Um, what I'm what I'm looking for, what I'm looking to see here in uh, in this is um, probably both teams to, especially uh, Illinois, to probably like to settle on that identity. And it looks like uh, I think we talked about they're going to be more of a run run strong team. Yeah up the eye, two tight ends. So, like, both teams just to, to solidify their their identity. Um, it's going to be sloppy, of course, because, again, it was a sloppy year last year. It was a sloppy end to the year last year. So, we've had a lot more time for practice. But it, it hasn't – it's been a long time since these teams have hit. Yeah. So, it's going to be a sloppy game. A lot of – I think this might be, like, a lot of turnovers – and I think it might be Illinois who has the, the, all the most of the turnovers. Like some like like I like I think Illinois' offense will have like three turnovers, but Nebraska will turn up turn the ball over on offense in like special teams, something like that. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I think so. You know, we're you know decently high on Illinois as far as in their future. Right? Yeah, yeah, but. Um, Martinez should be a really – he should at this point yeah. be a good quarterback. I think for Nebraska to be what people think they are, this should be a blowout. Oh, wow. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. To start the season? I don't think it is. Okay. But I think if Nebraska is what people thought they were going to be, and if, okay. and if Scott Frost wants to keep his job, I think he needs to make a statement. And, this, and, and, and it has to be this yeah. game. And okay. nobody is going to be mad at Illinois if they get blown out because they have a built-in excuse of a new coach. Yeah. I think Brett Bielema is good enough that they're not going to, and I think that they're going to be better year one than expected. And we talked about that they're going to be solid because they had a good year yeah. two years ago when they weren't supposed to. But Nebraska should blow them out. Okay. I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think either. I think it's going to be like a ten-point game. I think it's closer, really. And I think I think Illinois leaves win or lose. I think Illinois leaves with confidence. Oh yeah, and Nebraska fans are like, this might be bad. Yeah. Um, I think I'm looking for, I'm looking for um, another thing. I'm looking for for Nebraska, um, Cameron Martinez. Uh-huh. No interceptions. I don't believe this game happen. But that's what I'm looking for. Like, oh, man, it's the first game. You right. definitely doing one or two. But if I was a Nebraska fan, his biggest problem is the interception and fumbles. If I was a Nebraska fan and I wanted to be – He's having one of those. If not both, he's having one of those. So if he, if he does, right, I think it needs to be 
a great play by the defense and not a mental lapse. Okay. I, I'm just saying, again, these are not things that I believe are going to happen. These are things that I think need to happen for Scott Frost, Nebraska, and for the fans to leave with confidence on this season. Hmm. That makes sense. It def- I, I can see why you think they definitely need to have a a, a blowout win. It's just I, I I don't see it happening. I don't, I don't see it happening either. Um, especially not this early in the season. I don't think – again, I don't think Nebraska's offense is that explosive Mm-mm. to start the season off with a blowout. That's fair. Uh, for Illinois, what are you looking for? What do you want to see from Illinois? I know you said their identity. Play with – like play like you have really nothing to lose because that's how you end up having a decent season at the end of the year. Yeah, play play free, play, have some fun out there. That's what I want to see. What do you think happens? Win or lose, what do you think needs to happen for Illinois to leave this game? Like, okay, we're don't get right blown now. out. Don't get blown out. Don't get blown out. I think I think if you uh, if you if what you said happens, why they don't get blown out? They force a couple of turnovers, mm-hmm. whether it's on special teams, interceptions, whatever, because you said it's going to happen. I think if they don't get blown out, they force a couple of turnovers, um, and they have a couple of really, like, dominant-looking drives. Even if it's only two, right? Mm-hmm. But if they have a couple of dominant-looking drives where they're essentially, like, you know, because you talked about identity, right? If they, if they decide they want to run the ball, if they have a couple of drives where, like, they look unstoppable. Right, they're running, they're running the ball. They're getting their blocks off. Everything's happening the way it's supposed to. I think no. I think they leave with confidence. Yeah, they gotta. They have to. That's that's that is the one thing is like Illinois has to do anything in their power in this game to make sure they leave the game with some confidence that at some point, even if it's later down the line in the season, we can compete in our conference. Yeah. So, uh, let's see what the over-under for this game is. Oh, I have to check that. Wow. I know. We can, like, it's real football. We can, like, do this. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know if this is accurate. Oh, this is February. Oh, this is also basketball. It's hard oh, to find wow. over <laughs> Oh, wow. Like, there we go. I was about to say, they're not ready for football season. That's in February. So, I don't know how to read better things. because uh, If it says, if it's a negative number, that means they're the favorite. If it's a negative number near their, near their name, they're the favorite. Okay, so Nebraska is negative seven. Oh, so their favorite, wow, by a touchdown. I think that's accurate. Yeah. So... Um, the projected score for this game is twenty-four to six. I don't know how you get a projected score and have a spread that don't match, but the projected—I I don't know how. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I don't know how that works. I, that I definitely don't know how that. Works. I, I don't know how betting works, but that doesn't matter. I just wanted to bring it up, and we'll try to do this. You know, this is from Odd Shark, uh, but the projected score is twenty-four to six, Nebraska. The spread is seven. What do you think the score is? Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, all right. So now I think I understand it. So, the uh, 
the bet itself is that Nebraska wins about almost by twenty points with a uh, with a, a leeway of seven. So like, there's a chance that uh, Illinois puts up another touchdown. You still have that seven gap. So that's what I think. That's what that means. Okay. So um, I think it's a 24-21 game. I think that's fair. I think I would go. I think it's gonna be an ugly game. I think there's gonna be a lot of. Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of. I think it's gonna be like a weird score. I think it's gonna be a lot of like field goals. That uh, yeah, I was I was thinking that I wanted to, I was gonna change my uh, my answer. I can see like um like a, I don't know if Nebraska scores twenty seven. I can see like a twenty seven like a twenty seven seventeen. I can see like a twenty four twenty one. I can see. Uh, I, I was gonna say a twenty-three nineteen. We got a twenty-three nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> something, something real ugly. I think there's gonna be some ugly scores, but I don't think either team touches thirty. Oh no, 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 no. Especially and, and you also do have to say it is week zero. They are playing early. Yeah. Um, I do. The one thing that I do hope, I hope it's not like a seventeen fourteen game. I'm gonna watch it regardless, but I do hope that they get some some points. On the yeah, board. some points. Okay, so we both have Nebraska winning, but we don't have them winning big. Uh, we we said Nebraska. At least I said that Nebraska should blow them out if they want to have confidence on the season. And yeah. Illinois win and lose is gonna leave with confidence. I think if they keep it a one score game and they show some toughness, force a couple turnovers, um, I think that's really all that you could ask for Illinois. Although I, I mean. Obviously, you want to win, but I think as an Illinois fan, if you're watching this, um, I think if you saw that game, you would leave with some confidence. Uh, I, I think you should be confident in general because Brett Bielema is a good coach, and yep. I think there's almost no way he doesn't turn this around, but you do want to see that on the field. Yep. Okay. So let's wrap up the show with our pit stops. Do you want to go first, or should I? Uh, yeah, I'll go first again because we'll, we'll end it on a, a more positive note. I just wanted to complain. About the gaming industry, um, I'm just really sick and tired of getting video games for full price, and now they're they, they cost seventy dollars, and they're not complete. Uh, uh, the other day we just uh they just said that uh Halo is only coming out uh when the game launches is only supposed to be the multiplayer that comes out the campaign or at least the co-op campaign doesn't come out for like another month, and I just don't understand how. You can have me pre-order a game, and then on the launch day, the game I paid for isn't released. Yeah, that is becoming way too common. Um, like, you know, I bought Madden because I'm sick in the head, and I'm in an abusive relationship with EA. Um <laughs> And, you know, one of the things that I'm most excited for is franchise mode because they're adding well, – I mean, they're touching franchise mode for the first time in 10 years, and they're adding a bunch of stuff. ridiculous. It is. They're adding a bunch of stuff that seems really, really cool. But one of the biggest things is they're upgrading scouting, but it's not going to be ready at launch. Well, it wasn't ready at launch because it launched on Friday. It's not going to be ready until an update sometime in September. And I think that's also – that's also a crazy thing to me that a sports game where scouting is probably one of the most important part of creating or maintaining a successful franchise was not in the game for about 12 years, something like that. It doesn't make any sense. 
I don't understand. You know, and there's so many things you could say about the gaming industry, like the fact that, you know, there was no consensus on if I buy a game on the PS4 and then I buy the PS5 or the Xbox One and I buy the Xbox X, that I get the game. But, like, this game comes out in September. The new system comes out in November. So I don't get that game for free. I got to buy it again. I got to buy it again. That that blew my mind. It's just, it's, I get I get this is a it's a company so it's about money but that greed is just it's it's outstanding to me that because because in a way because especially with EA and Madden there's nothing else you can play if you want to play a football game especially a simulated football game which again Madden is it it's supposed to be but it's not it is an animated base game it's not simulation so that's the so not only is it a bad game in my eyes. It's lying. It's a it's a bold faced lie every time you spend seventy dollars on it. Why do you say that? Because it's not a simulation game. It doesn't play like a simulation sports game. It plays like an arcade sports game. Because it's it's more anim- animation based than it is a uh, skill in a si- simulation. But they say they produce a simulation football game, which in from the last few times I've played Madden, it's just not true. I'm not sure I agree with that one. I think you. I think you still have rose-colored glasses. No, so I dis. I think I disagree because I typically play against the computer. That's the, and to do that, you have to have skill. Like, well, I mean, yeah, but it's still animation based. Because we'll think about it. Why shallow cross? And again, I haven't played Madden since twelve, and I know that play still works against the computer. I know the computer cannot stop why shallow cross. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't entirely disagree, but I do see what you're saying. So do you still do you feel the same way about 2K? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think and, and that's my vice. That his is man minus 2K. I think 2K I, 2K hasn't hasn't tried since uh 11. Maybe 14, maybe 16. But I truly don't think they've really tried to innovate since 11. Yeah, they've been doing all the things. The worst thing that happened in sports games is they started putting money in them, because then they only put they only put effort into the things that you could pay. To pay, and, you that's, and there's literally no way you could pay for something in franchise, which is why they stopped making updates for franchise. I just learned. I just heard the, uh, last night. 2K is doing seasons, which is cool. Should have been doing that a long time ago, but. But the, the the new stuff you can get are animations. I'm sorry. I'm not getting the full... I'm not getting all my animations from launch. I'm giving you $70. So every few weeks or maybe a few months, a new animation comes out that we might not know how it works because we haven't had a chance to really practice it all year. So it could you could drop a broken animation or a, or a game-breaking animation in the middle of the season and then try to take it away and piss off your customers because you should have been giving us this from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, Madden has been doing that. They've been, for a couple of years, they've been doing, not animations. Oh! No, not animations. They've been continually updating the game. Oh, okay. And, like, adding in different, like, features and stuff like that. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. like different, like, stuff like that. They have been doing that. Is, it, is that stuff usually towards uh, Mutt? So, so Mutt gets updated, updated a lot. 
but right. they have been making like gameplay updates and like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. consistently like oh see no that's different like to fix a bug or stuff like yeah 2k gets that i'm talking about like they're giving up giving you like dribble packages and different dunk animations every few months like something new yeah so madden was doing stuff like that. i mean it's not the same because like you don't get a different spin move but like they were putting like different like like superstar x-factor abilities oh okay and, like, that kind of stuff oh, okay. Like, okay. Okay. things like that into the game um the one thing you know and before, so we don't run too long, we can go to my pitch stuff. But the one thing that I will say about 2K that I don't like is the dribble packages don't matter because as much as they try to do in the stick, it still only does like three moves. Well, most people are only gonna, yeah. No, like, I, like I'm saying, like I try to do the other moves because it was better. It was easier in 17 and 16. You yeah. could get more but like, animations. Like now, no matter what you do, they do the hezzy, they do the behind the back. They spin, but spinning isn't even even easy to do because half the time you spin, they steal the ball, especially in 19. Yep. If you spun left in the lane, it was always, always stolen. Uh, they even make it hard to Euro step. Yeah. So the gaming industry is trash. And my biggest thing, like, I'm not as critical of sports games as, like, Dante and some of my other friends because at the end of the day, part of the reason I spend the money is I want the updated rosters. I want the rookie. I just don't have, like, as high. But I also quantify this by saying I'm not a gamer, so I'm not super critical. I'm critical of 2K because I feel like 2K really, really drops the ball. Um it has a higher ceiling than Madden has given its given itself because Madden has uh, lowered its bar so low that where you say that it's adding scouting is exciting, whereas like that should have been in the game from the jump. Facts. Facts, that's fair. Um, and 2K set their standards so high, it's like so that they, they each year they just keep doing this. Yeah, and like Madden already went downhill, so yeah. like, we expect less from Madden. Um, so I'm not as critical, but I'm also not a gamer. So I just play sports games. I'm going to buy it regardless. But the one thing that does bother me the most, though, is don't give me, especially from non-sports games, like the Halo thing, don't give me a game that you don't drop every single year and it not be complete. Because like Madden has made this excuse, whether you agree or not, they made the excuse that we only have X number of months to turn over a new game. So sometimes it takes hard, it takes longer to make these wholesale changes. I don't believe it because you're a billion dollar franchise and you can just hire more people. But if that's the excuse you want to give, at least there's some sort of basis. When the last time they dropped a Halo? I have not. Uh, How long they've they been working on it? Yeah, because they don't, finished the trilogy. So don't give me a game that you don't drop every year and not be finished. I didn't even know there was a new Halo coming out. So if they pushed it, push it. No, it had to be. It had to be. Uh, it had to be delayed because when they dropped their trailer, it looked like Xbox. Xbox graphics. I do remember that. Delay it again. That's the thing. It's like no, like people are people only expect those types of games. Like UFC is another one. UFC doesn't drop on a regular schedule. It does. This last UFC was good. I'm just giving it. Like if you have a game that doesn't drop, on a and it's still not as good as Undisputed Three. That's fair. You like if you have a game that doesn't drop on a regular schedule, just don't tell us when it's dropping until it's finished. And then like a month and do it a month and then uh tell us a month before it drops. Or maybe three weeks, like oh or just drop a trailer. Boom, our game drops at this time. And then we're gonna buy it. Because, mm-hmm. we're, we because like uh um, um uh, Cyberpunk. 
Yeah, I just said I'm about to buy that. I'm about to buy that when we're done recording. But Cyberpunk was a highly anticipated game. It took. It had several different delays. It was still broken on launch. It's still broken today. It's just. It's just sad. But we need to get into your uh, pit stop because we are over. <laughs> so, so mine is gonna be quick. My, I just wanted to give a shout out. I love college football. I love college football traditions, and I think it's just, I think some of the traditions are really cool. So I just wanted to highlight a couple. The reason why I thought of this is as we talked about with Ohio State, you know, their secondary is is not. Uh, it has some weaknesses, and in the past week, there were three straight players in their secondary who lost their black stripe. And, and if you don't follow Ohio State, the black stripe what they do, like, you know, Ohio State's helmet has the red and gray stripe down the middle for new players whether that's transfers freshmen whatever they put a black stripe on their helmet and you get it taken off when you officially become a member of the team meaning you've shown effort on the field the playbook nutrition workout like you've done everything to be official member of the team and it typically works out that people who lose their black stripe they typically lose it when they're ready to contribute so Mm -hmm. when you have a freshman who loses it early you typically see them in the game so it's not something that's just kind of like stupid like it actually typically shows correlation like you remember like oh this guy was really good he lost the black stripe early then you start to see him play so I just thought that was really cool because I thought that was like a, a thing that people can strive for, especially as a freshman who may not play. You yeah. can strive for losing that black stripe and becoming an official member of the team and showing that like you've made progress. Um, but some of the other ones that are cool, once uh, college football allowed you to wear zero, Ohio State started a block out tradition. Uh, I don't know who's going to wear it this year. Jonathan Cooper was the first one to wear it, and I think – the meaning is an Ohio State-specific meaning, but it's very similar to LSU's. LSU, their best player, their their best playmaker, wears number seven. Um, Kent State has one for an offensive lineman who unfortunately passed away. They wear number 54, and someone who honors that tradition on the offensive line gets to wear number 54. And that also made me think about it because Kent State just released who's wearing 54 this year. Yep. And so it just makes me think, like, these are the cool things about college football. Like, we talk a lot about the negatives. We talk a lot about NIL and the NCAA and, you know, conference realignment and some of that kind of stuff. And I think sometimes it's easy to forget that these are 18 to 22-year-olds. There's so much fun and tradition and things that happen. And so I just want to mention that because I look forward to it, and I hope it's something that people remember and people look for. Like, these little traditions, these little things that you're going to start to see at the end of camp, um, you know, teams releasing their captains and, you know, like the University of Miami turnover chain, and now a bunch of people having turnover staffs, blankets, buckets, all that other kind of stuff. Like, those are some of the things that I'm most excited for. And those are the things that, like, when I'm on Twitter and I see, like, LSU announced this player number seven. Ohio State player lost a black stripe. This person's doing this. It's like, those are the things like, oh, the, the walk-on scholarship. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the kind of things that just get me excited about college football. I love the walk-on scholarship videos. Those are, those are really great. That's definitely the best one. Yeah. Because, like, those, like, as we didn't walk on, but we had to pay our tuition. Yeah. Someone giving us a scholarship, a full-ride scholarship for a year would have been life-changing. Yeah, <laughs> really. So that, that's our pit stops. Uh, that is our episode this week. Uh, really excited. I mean, this is our last episode where we're not talking all football. We got to preview one game, but 
after this. Every episode is straight season. So um, thank you for coming right into it now. I mean, we're we're there. It's football season. It's football season, guys. So, so thank you for traveling I-70 with us this week. If you enjoyed the episode, leave us a five-star review. Mention Dante and I. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JordanW330. Um, you mentioned it once, Dante, but where can they find you on Twitter? And I said it wrong, too. Uh, <laughs> at DanteM10216. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess up every week on something. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to mess up every week. If, if if he says if he says his Twitter wrong, you can just follow my Twitter and follow him from my Twitter. Yeah, 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 that works. <laughs> but as always, thank you for listening.